Thursday, November the 2nd, 2023. You're listening to On the Sidelines with Michael Adams. Here's your host, Michael Adams. What is going on, everybody? It is a new month. It is November. We're two months left in the year. And it is also the last week of the high school football season and volleyball playoffs have started up. And but more importantly, we have a brand new rebranded on the sideline sports podcast. And I couldn't be more excited about it. So, you know, yes. Anyway, um, and when I say rebranded, it, it's really not that rebranded, if you will. I just <laughs> I, I changed the entrance music. So if you've listened to the first two episodes, I had to do I had different entrance music. I changed it and I changed it because it just wasn't landing and it was a joke. But if you want to know, I'll tell you, this used to be the old intro music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And there is a reason uh, there was a joke behind that. And it started back when I was in high school and somebody called me vanilla ice told me they, uh, you know, that was my nickname, vanilla ice ice. And I don't understand. I never understood why. And I, I, honestly, I think I know, remember, I think I remember the reason behind it was, you know, it was more about my whole going through a wannabe stage, if you will. And, you know, it just sort of spiraled into that. Yeah, that was me. Um, matter of fact, I think sometime, one time um, I was playing intramural soccer and, you know, somebody, at, when I went to some college and somebody put that over the speaker as we were playing um, it, and they made me a warm-up t-shirt for the, te- the team that I was playing on in intramural. My, the name on the back said Vanilla. And so, yeah, I think that might have been why. <laughs> but it, it did. It followed me on through college. But, you know, it's funny because I think it was meant to make fun of me. But I'm just going to warn everybody now. And you try to make fun of me, I'm going to take it and I'm going to run with it. And I am going to um, care. I'm just going to run with it. And it's just and you're going to get frustrated because that's what happened. And, you know, the funny part about it is that's kind of how I well, it's not how I turned into a Swifty. I turned into a Swifty because I like Taylor Swift's music. Um, and I like when it was when she was not as popular as she was today. But I did like her music um, back in the early eras. Like I'm talking like like self-named album, the Fearless album. That's I mean, that's when I like Taylor Swift. So. It's gone back far as that, but you know, people started like making fun of me with it. So I just run with it. And you know, now I'm like a big Swifty and I just laugh it off and nobody can make fun of me anymore for it because I just own it. And that's the, for all you kids out there, that's, that's the key. You know, people want to come at you and they want to make fun of you. Roll with it. Make it part of your personality. It'll give, it'll, <laughs> it'll frustrate them to no end. Uh, but we got a great show for you today. I did an interview on Monday with Westlake Libero Reese Emmerich, um, and it was great. And you know, I, big thanks to Michael Sains and the Westlake Volleyball Program for allowing me to come do that. Um, kind of a testing project. Wanted to see how things. Wanted to see how it's going to go. How it's going to land. 
Um, I think it went pretty. I think it's going pretty well. Um, I, you know, put out the. Uh, we did a little uh, five segment called Five Questions, and where I just asked random questions that weren't volleyball related per se. Uh, one of them was, but you know, more about person, more about like, trying to get a personality out of her, and you know, trying to find out who she is. But um, you know, that seemed to be doing well. So you know, kind of a testing project. I think it'll do well. Uh, it's really kind of a fun segment. Uh, I'm going to call it on the sidelines with, or yeah, on the sidelines with, um, and then whoever I'm interviewing, and it'll be a part of this podcast moving forward as much as possible. So, you know, looking forward to getting to know most of the kids around the Austin area and um, interviewing them, just finding out all the good stuff. Right. And um, so we got that coming up. We're going to talk volleyball playoffs a little bit later in the program. Um, We're going to talk football playoffs here shortly. Um, I was up at McNeil on Wednesday and was talking to the coach, some of the players who weren't alive the last time McNeil made the playoffs. I said that to the coach and he kind of was like, I never really even thought of it that way. And I was like, yeah, it's like not one of these kids were alive when McNeil last made the playoffs. And you know, they're one win away. They just got to beat Cedar Ridge on Friday. Who's the last place team in the district. They haven't won a district game yet. They're very young. Um, so, you know, it's, that's, that's it. All McNeil has to do beat Cedar Ridge. They're in the playoffs for the first time since 2004. And what do you know? I mean, that's just, it's such a, yeah, yeah, go Mavs. And it's such a great story. And, you know, I was telling the coach, I was like, as a journalist, we're not supposed to root for the teams we cover. We don't. And I never have, although there might be a statesman journalist that would argue that and said that I cheered in a press box once, but that was not the case. I never did that. Um, but anyway, it's... Um, we're, you know, we don't cheer for teams. We don't, as journalists. But I love the good underdog story. And I think, I think as a human being, sports journalists tend to um, forget that, that they're humans and they're fans. The reason we do this, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing uh, here with On the Sideline Sports and all the high school stuff is, yes, there's a market for it. Um, it's underserved greatly. And I think that we can make sure that, you know, that it becomes something special. But the reason I do what I do is because I love it. I absolutely love it. And, the, and I'm a fan. You know, so I think a lot of times we all forget that part of it um, in this business is, you know, we were fans. That's what got us here. We love sports. And one of the key components of sports is the underdog. One of the main components is the underdog, and it is so hard. to. I mean, I, I, as I said in my Blitz column on Monday, if you didn't cheat, cry when at the end of Rudy or you didn't stand up and cheer when Marshall beat Xavier in the end of We Are Marshall, you, you're just not human. There's no way you can get around that. So I really, um, you know, it, it's... It, that's part of being a human being is we're, you know, and why we're doing what we do is we love sports. So to see kids succeed, to see a team that's been not good at football. Like I said, like I t- like when a, a lot of times when I asked questions about, it, I was like, you know, McNeil's not known for football, you know, and they're not, they're not, they are a, they're not a bad team or they've, you know, they've just been, they're just not known for football. They've just not had a good football program for years. So to see them get in the playoffs, see them this close, uh, 
it, it's just great. And, you know, as a fan, as a person who likes sports, the underdog is the great story there. So um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with, uh, and we're going to talk high school football. So. All right, we're back. Um, I just noticed that my video camera has not been recording this whole time, so we'll have to add video to the next one. However, if you do want to see the video of my interviews with McNeil football players and Reese Emmerich, they're on the YouTube channel. They're also on the website, otssports.com, so go check those out um, later and find us on YouTube. There's links on the website and you know, the video will actually, if you watch, you can click on it to where it says watch on YouTube and it'll take you to the YouTube channel. So, um, yeah, and it's an unfortunate party problem <laughs> that I've had. But um, so anyway, uh, football, football playoffs. We have a great big weekend ahead of us. Um, a lot of schools in and a lot of schools are already in some fighting for the playoff lives. I think the big one is 25-6A. That's the one everyone's going to watch in, be watching with McNeil and Round Rock and Westwood and Vista Ridge. You know, there's four teams vying for three playoff spots. Vandegrift is in. They've clinched the district. No big deal. They're, that's, the team that's, that's the team that's going to be the district champs. They're in the playoffs. The other four are kind of in a mess. Um, you've got two at four and two and two at three, three and three. The two, the two that are four and two can win. If they win, they get in. Um, Westwood plays Vandegrift, so undefeated. Granted, Griffin State ranked Vandegrift, um, so they they face a very uphill battle. Can they do it? Sure, you know any anybody can get beat on any given Friday night. Is it likely? Probably not. So Westwood's going to need help to get in. If they do, if they do win, if they do beat Vandegrift, pull off the upset. The Warriors are in the playoffs, and that is great. That's the first time since 2017. The other, so, but let's say they lose. The likely scenario, they are the underdogs. Let's say they lose. Well, what needs to happen for Westwood to get in the playoffs? A lot. And the crazy part is, they are the, they are probably the second best team in that district. Westwood is the second best team in that district. They're 7-2 and two overall. The two losses they had, one was to Vista Ridge, who was coming off a, a stinging loss to McNeil and just played lights out. But that's who Vista Ridge has been all year. They've played, they they lose a game they're not supposed to, then they come out and they look like a completely different team. And it it's just, it's crazy to watch, honestly. But Westwood needs um, Vista Ridge, Round Rock to beat Vista Ridge. If that happens, Westwood if Westwood loses Vander, if Westwood loses Vandergrift, they need Round Rock to beat Vista Ridge. That would get Westwood in the playoffs. However, if Cedar Ridge beats Round Rock and McNeil beats, or wait, I'm sorry, if Vista Ridge beats Round Rock and McNeil beats Cedar Ridge, Westwood at eight and two or seven and three is going to miss the playoffs because they lost to the wrong teams. And those teams were Round Rock and Vista Ridge. Now, if if Vista Ridge, and this is where the other part of this is, if Vista Ridge beats Round Rock and McNeil beats Cedar Ridge and Vandergriff beats Westwood, Westwood's the odd team out, correct? 
Round Rock and Vandegrift would be the Division I representatives, and McNeil and Vista Ridge would be the Division II representatives. McNeil and Vandegrift would host their first playoff games. So not only could McNeil make the playoffs for the first time in 20, almost 20 years, they will, could host a playoff game at Kelly Reeves Stadium the f- next week. And that's just a, a great story. So we'll be definitely watching that this week. Um, District 25-6A, those, those schools are locked in. Bowie's in. Uh, unless Buta Johnson beats Westlake tonight, on, tonight, Bowie is in. If Westlake beats Buta Johnson, regardless of what happens in the Bowie Lake Travis game, Bowie's in. If Bowie beats Lake Travis, Bowie's in, regardless of whether Johnson beats Westlake or not. So Bowie's likely going to be the fourth team in that district. Johnson's a really good team. So it's, you know, it's a shame. They're, they're, like, they're kind of like Westlake. They're a good team. They're going to have a good year. But, or not Westwood. Westwood's probably a better, you know, had a better season. But Bowie's going to get in. They're going to get that fourth spot. Bowie would play likely McNeil or Vandegriff in the first round. Uh, depending on how that district plays out. Um, in 5A, uh, hey, uh, let's see, in District 11, 5A1, Georgetown and Cedar Park are both in. Um, so nothing too crazy. They play, let's see, they play on f- f- tomorrow. There's some, p- there's some positioning still up for grabs in that one. Um, if Cedar Park wins, they would actually jump to the third place spot. And Georgetown would jump to fourth place, so there is there is some playoff positioning there, um, and I think there's I think that goes to um, who they're gonna ha- who it would make it easier for them and who they had to play in the playoffs because I believe um, if Cedar Park gets number two they would end up playing like New Braunfels Canyon, if uh, Georgetown um, if they end up being the fourth seed Cedar Park would probably end up playing Smithson Valley, so big difference there. Uh, so, yeah, a lot a little bit on the line there tomorrow at uh, Cedar Park and Georgetown on Friday. Um, in an 11-5A1, this is the interesting one because Elgin plays Rouse tonight. Um, I'm going to be at that game. I'm going to go up to Bible Stadium and uh, cover that game tonight. Um, so look out for coverage on Friday. But if Elgin beats Rouse, Elgin's in the playoffs. If Rouse beats Elgin, Rouse is in the playoffs, but Elgin can still get in if Conley beats Pflugerville. However, if Pflugerville beats Conley, Pflugerville is in. Um, because of they beat the right teams. They beat, they beat Rouse. So Pflugerville would get in with a win if they lose their out and Rouse and Elgin get in. But if Elgin beats Rouse and Pflugerville wins, Rouse is out. So 11-5-A, also a big kind of a, Nice little playoff, you know, picture. And I'm also going to be at Pflugerville Conley on Friday, too. So that'll be fun at my uh, fun little trip. Um, in, 20, in 12-5A2, the Austin School District, this one's interesting as well. LBJ, McCallum, and Crockett are all in. Austin Travis can get in if they beat Austin Lassa. Lassa gets in if they beat Travis. So, um Really interesting playoff game, that, uh, playoff game there, I guess you could say, because, you know, winner moves on, loser stays home. So, interesting game there. 13-5-A-2, Liberty Hill's already in. Yeah, Liberty Hill's in. They could actually win the district. 
um, Bastrop, man, I feel for Bastrop. They they had such, you know, they beat Tyvee there in the early part of the district year, and, you know, people were like, oh, okay, Bastrop might actually be good, and they might actually, you know, they were right in the mix of the, of the district title race, and then um, I was told Weston Nelson got hurt, uh, their freshman star quarterback, he got hurt, uh, which was their second. Now they're down to their third string quarterback, and it's just not been an easy year for Bastrop. Um, they're going to finish. They they finished the season last week. They're five and five. Had a winning record. Um, just an unfortunate way to end the season because they had, that that was a good football team, and you know they. It's unfortunate. So Liberty Hill will get in. They'll probably be the second. They could win the district if they, uh, if they win if they they win the district on Friday. But we'll see what happens there. And then when you get down to lower classes, uh, Smithville. Smithville can get in. They play Caldwell, who's the last place team in the district on Friday. If they win, and I want to say, if they win and Giddings loses, they're in the playoffs. If Giddings wins, Giddings is in the playoffs. So that's how that district's going to play out. Taylor's in the playoffs um, out of 13-4A Division One. Wimberley is in Lago Vista both. I think La- actually Lago Vista has to win this week, but they probably will. They're, Lago's probably the second best, second or third best team in that district, and you know they're going to get in. Wimberley's already in. That's um, that's a given. And then down in the 2A district, I think Thrall, Thorndale can't get in. Their season's over on Friday, but Thrall can get in if they win. So. Good mix of playoff teams. Um, looking forward to seeing what all ha- plays out there because that's, you know, there's some good stuff there. But, um, yeah, and overall, not bad. Um, take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk to um, – we're going to talk volleyball. We're going to talk volleyball. All right, we're back. And um, we're – you know, it's it's been a fun fun day. You know, <laughs> uh, just tired people. Uh, anyway, uh, we're gonna talk some volleyball now. We're at volleyball playoffs. If you know, I if you know me pretty well, I know my way. Or I, I know volleyball, and I love watching volleyball. It's kind of a fun sport to watch, especially when it's played well. Um, good good teams, good matches. It, you know, it's real fun to watch. Um, so really high it's very fast-paced sport um if you've never watched volleyball which i don't know why you wouldn't but it's a very fast-paced sport but i will say this too um you know austin has some very good teams and you know there was some they have some very good teams and they have some very outmatched teams um and you know first round of playoffs volleyball playoffs usually happens to where you get a really good team against a really outmatched team. And that was the case on Monday when I went and watched um, Georgetown and uh, Crockett and then followed by Hendricks and, and Richards. And not to say that those two schools, George or the Crockett and Ann Richards were not good programs. Ann Richards was actually really good. They actually made a made it somewhat competitive against Hendrickson, but they were clear, they were clearly outmatched. However, Crockett was so out was very outmatched. Um against Georgetown, but, you know, you make the playoffs, it's the goal, it's an accomplishment, and you don't want to dismiss that at all, but, you know, it's like you can, you you know it's, you can see that they're mismatched when you watch them play, but there was, you know, interesting scenario with volleyball is, you know, we, I was watching, 
um, Dripping Springs and Vista Ridge on tu- on Tuesday. I went up to Vista Ridge um, to watch that game. I kind of, you know, the outcome was expected. Uh, Dripping Springs did win in three. But, you know, here's what I saw was out of Vista Ridge. And, you know, Kelly, um, Kayla uh, Allen, who's the head coach at uh, Vista Ridge, does a very good job with those girls. And But here's what I saw out of Vista Ridge. They were not intimidated. Not one bit. And they're not an they're not an old te- they're not a, like a seasoned team. They're very they're still young. They got a lot of kids coming back next year, um, some really good and and good key players. Uh, Sophie Eli was uh, uh, Sophie Eli was one of them that I can that comes to mind. Genevieve Jensen uh, is another one. But you know, Vistra has got a really good team, really good comeback. But they weren't intimidated. You know, they gave this they gave Dripping Springs everything they had there in that first set and it was like you know you could just I think I don't know if Dripping Springs was just shocked or if Vista Ridge was just you know hey we're not coming but we're not backing down from you just because you're the state champs we're gonna play you right up but it was great it was a good game I was really uh really impressed with how Vista Ridge played and um you know it's unfortunate that they had to that that was their first playoff game because I think Vista Ridge is a really good volleyball team they're young um they're gonna make some noise next year um i would put money on it they're gonna they're gonna make some noise next year they're gonna be really good next year so um be fun to watch probably one of the better teams next year or better teams to watch next year um but you know 20 uh 26 6a (coughs) swept 25 5a austin high beat round rock swept them uh dripping springs swept vista ridge westlake um, Westlake had a little bit of a struggle there. They, went, they beat they beat Vandergriff three to one, and Vandergriff sort of stuck around with them. Alex Bojamp is is such an amazing, intense player to watch. Uh, but you know, this Vandergriff gave them a little bit of a problem there in a, a, early on, and you know, but Westwood still per, uh, persevered and they won three to one. And the other one was Lake Travis Stony Point, and Lake Travis swept Stony Stony Point. So all four schools out of District Twenty Six Six A, which you know. If you look at if you looked at it going in, and you followed the teams all year, that was kind of the expected outcome. I thought Round Rock might give Austin High a little bit of a game, but Austin High's good. They're just sneaky good, um, and there's some good chances there. That we're going to see some regional quarterfinal matchups um, with uh, some of these Austin schools. Uh, Westlake Dripping Springs might get a rematch on Tuesday or Monday of next week, which would be. Um, really kind of cool and Austin High and Lake Travis would uh, be in the other one if they um, you know end up being that uh, you know if both of them end up winning this weekend in the area round so potential matchups there for all the Austin the 26-6-18 which would be realistic because you know I was talking to the Anderson coach at who was at the um, Crockett and Georgetown games at the Delco Center on Monday and you know I said something and I was like you know I looked at I kept looking at the standings and I was like man poor Anderson they would be a playoff team in any other district, but unfortunately, they're they're in a district with Dripping Springs, Lake Travis, Westlake, and Austin High, and you know it's unfortunate. They had a great season; they lost seven matches, but yet they didn't make the playoffs because their district is that good, and um, it's unfortunate. But you know we have got a lot of teams. Uh, you know <laughs> we still have a lot of teams left in the playoffs. You know, uh, like I said, Weiss. Weiss went up to Waxahachie and won. Weiss is in Region 2, so they're also playing those Dallas schools. Um, they got a tough one in the area around against Garland Sachi, but 
Um, that's going to be tough. Uh, Westlake's got a really tough one too. They're playing San Antonio, San Antonio Brandis, and that's and Austin High has to play San Antonio Reagan. So those are two very tough matchups. Um, you know, Lake Travis is going to go uh, go through Shirts Clemens really quickly, and Dripping Springs will beat Madison pretty easily. So, but the Austin High Reagan game and the Westlake Brandis game, those are going to be good matchups. They're going to be tough ones, but um, if they if they all four win, they all get to play. They get to play each other in the quarter regional or regional quarterfinals. So um, that'll be an interesting scenario. And five A, you know, McCallum, McCallum plays Brenham. McCallum, you know, McCallum's a really good team. That's they could make a decent run. Georgetown plays Montgomery again. Georgetown, Georgetown didn't even was looked really good, and they didn't. Even, they, their best player was sitting on the bench. They just rested her. Um, on Monday. So Georgetown and Montgomery is not really that it's kind of like that same almost level. So Georgetown's probably going to win that one pretty easily. And then Hendrickson plays Lake Creek and Eastview plays college station. Eastview's got a really tough matchup. That's going to be an interesting um, game. Um, so, and then region four, you've got Rouse against San Antonio Southwest. Rouse should easily walk through that one. Cedar Park, Alamo Heights. That one's going to be interesting. Cedar Park can beat them, but it's going to be, it's going to be, it's not going to be an easy one. Let's put it that way. Uh, Liberty Hill should clean house through Hollandale. And let's talk about um, class 4A for a minute because Taylor Ducks. Um, I got, I had a conversation with the coach earlier through email earlier this week. And, you know, Taylor was won 30 games this year, which is, I was, which I was floored to learn was the most ever in school history. And, you know, they're in the second round of the playoffs. They play Salado. That's going to be a really tough challenge for them. But, you know, kudos to the Ducks. You know, how about that? 30 wins, school record, cheers all around. Uh, Wimberley plays Alcampo. Wimberley should make it uh, move on to the next round. And then Thrall and Thorndale are still thriving. So um, still a lot of volleyball left to play. Um, still, a long way to wait. still a long way away from Garland in a couple weeks. But, you know, we've got some – we got some pretty big games showing up and then um, showing up. So we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, um, we're going to talk with Reese Emmerich, who is Wessex Libero. She's a future Longhorn. Um, and uh, we're going to play that interview with you. She was, it was a great interview. She talked about her recruiting process and, you know, had some fun and it was just a good interview. And we'll play that when we come back. And here with uh, Westlake libero Reese Emmerich, who is going to be also be a future Longhorn. Yes. Hook him. Yeah, hook him horns. Um, so let's talk about that. Um, talk about that recruiting process. Was Texas like your only choice or? Uh, no, actually. So my recruiting process was, it was a lot of emotions, a lot of excitement, a lot of stress. But um, at the end of the day, Texas was the right fit for me. It really felt like home. Um, and I couldn't say that about the other schools, and not just because I lived here, but because when I walked on campus, everything felt right, and I couldn't say that about the other schools. Um, yeah, I spent that whole summer going to uh, camps and unofficial visits and really trying to figure it out for myself, and Texas was perfect, and that was the right choice, and I still do believe it is the right choice. And you're now the second libero. Um from what's like to go there. Yes. Claire Hahn. Yes. I remember her from when I co- uh, used to cover this team for the Statesman back in the day. So, you know, carrying on that legacy. Um, 
you know, and Texas is your backyard, right? So it's, did that play into it? Like, I mean, that, that had to, like, be the number one consideration, right? Um, well, my number one consideration was I wanted a balance of academics and volleyball, mm-hmm. and the school was amazing, the volleyball program is amazing, coaching staff is amazing, that was really it. But also, I do love my family, I'm happy I'm going to be close to home, and I'm happy that they can come to all the games, and, yeah. And, um, you know... And Texas has a really good program too. So yes, outstanding. <laughs> when, you, when you you know when you look into that, you're walking into um, a very competitive team program mm-hmm. stuff like that. Do you think that playing at a school like Westlake in a program like Westlake does that help when you? Oh, absolutely. Go into that kind of a situation. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I I think I thrive off of a competitive competitive environment. So, for example, my freshman year, like walking in as a freshman and competing with upperclassmen, that was that was a big learning experience, and it's something I think has helped me tremendously. And so going into Texas, I'm excited. I'm happy to get to be a part of it. 2,000 digs. Yes. Uh, that, you know, you're now named part of the big echelon of uh, Westlake volleyball players, all-time history. Is that, surreal? Is that just a surreal moment? Yes, I, I I honestly had no idea about it until maybe like midway through this year. I wasn't something on my mind, and then when it hit me, I was like, wow, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just happy I could do that and be a part of Westlake Bible history. And there's a lot of good athletes in this school, too. Now your name's yes. etched on those, like, and, you know, you're talking like Nick Foles. Yes. Justin Tucker, <laughs> Sam Ellinger, mm-hmm. Sarah Shaw, mm-hmm. you know, we can keep going. But, and now your name's there, so, and when you, t- when you walk out of Westlake, and you think of that, I mean, that's something you gotta, how do you carry that through your life, you know, when you, you know, I mean, have you thought about that even? I mean, I, I, it's a known thing that Westlake produces some of the best student athletes, so coming into the school, I was, I was very excited, I was, I had high hopes for, I don't know, I guess myself, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know, it's just, it's almost like it's, I know it, but I don't. Like, I don't know. It just kind of sits there. And um, so, you know, we talked Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You're all on a hot streak. It's playoff time. <laughs> yes. And you said, we're going to state. What would it mean to you? Now, I went back and I looked. Do you know the last time Westlake went to the state, tur- state tournament? Was it 2004? That was when they won the last state championship. Oh. So they went to the last state tournament in 2009, which I'm going to assume that would have made you about three years old. Three or four, yeah. Yeah, three or four, because you're not much younger than my son, <laughs> or older than my son. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so going to state, if you all can make that run, and it is a very good possibility, do you, how, is that like the cherry on top of a legacy that, you know, this, this senior class, this group has left on this program? Absolutely. Um, I really do think we have all the components, and just to be one of those components on this team to make it that far, that would be amazing. And yes, just a great way to end my high school career, but also just set the future for the future generations of Westlake Volleyball. And so I I, I have really high hopes for it, and I'm excited for playoffs. Have you met Al Bennett? Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. He's awesome. And he comes to the games too, right? Yeah. And having him involved, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Having him involved, does that, I don't know, I don't know if it would add pressure, but it would probably, or does it mean more? I think it means more. For me, when he's there, I 
want to show him in a way that this is what you left behind and we are going to continue doing what you left behind. And so um, I'm pretty close with him. He comes to all the Texas games. I see him there in the fans and the student sections and everything. So, um, yeah, I just I want to show him what he left behind and we want to continue what he did here. So. And did you um, did you grow up in this program? Was, I mean, I guess I say, did you come to games when you were little? Oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> yes. All throughout middle school. I got into volleyball when I was eight, so I started coming maybe in middle school. So That's middle when school. I was really understanding, like, more about volleyball. and. Did you have anybody you looked up to? Yes. Um, I actually got to play with a few of them my freshman year. I looked up to, um, let's think here. Well, obviously I watched Claire Hahn, so that's one. Um, I a lot of the girls I played with, I actually remember watching when I was in middle school, like Genevieve Perry, um, Margaret Newton, um, Katie Hashman, who is now at Texas Beach. Um, but really, my I say, oh Holly Campbell, how could I forget her? Obviously Holly Campbell. Um, but really Claire Hahn, she was like she did everything, and I was amazed by that. She could pass play defense, and she was even a setter, so mm -hmm. she was like a do-it-all-everything player, and that, that was really cool to watch her. What do you want to do outside of school? Um, I am hoping to pursue business at Texas. They have an outstanding business program, um, and it's something I'm interested in. Um, I like marketing and digital design, and so hopefully something with that. Um, and I'm just excited to be a college student and athlete, so... What do you do outside of volleyball? Uh, hang out with my family. I love to go out to dinners. My family loves to travel. Um, hang out with friends. Read. Um, I have a boyfriend. He's committed for baseball for Texas. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play five questions. Okay. So five random questions. Um, quick answers, whatever. All right. All right, ready? Sure. What is your biggest volleyball ick? Oh, my goodness. I'd have to say black knee pads and socks. Really? Why? I, don't, I guess it's because I've always had white knee pads and socks, so it's just <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, it's different. Fair enough. Uh, if you were given $1 million, what is the first thing you'd do when you can't say travel? Um, I would donate it to something I really care about, probably. Um, I don't know. Anything? What would... What would any, what do you care about? Any or like pets, okay. kids, um, anything to help, really. Um, thinking about the world in other places makes me sad, so to help anything like that. And, and it, right now, there's probably a lot that can make yeah. you sad. If you could have dinner with one person in the history of the world, who would you choose? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> let's see. Probably... I do love Taylor Swift, so probably Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, that's a good segue into the next question. Oh, goodness. Okay. What is your favorite Taylor Swift era? Like album? Yeah. Oh, I got to go with either Red or Fearless. Oh, wow. Old school. Yeah. I like her older stuff. <laughs> Same. Uh, I'm a big Swifty as well, but <laughs> we won't get into that. Um, all right, last question. What would your last meal be? My last meal ever. Ever. Probably filet steak with mashed potatoes and Brussels sprouts. 
That's like my go-to um, out-to-dinner meal at a nice steakhouse. So. All right. Sounds good. All right, well, thanks a lot for your time, Reese. Yes, I appreciate thank you. the interview and talking with you about Westlake like Volleyball. Um, good luck in the playoffs. Thank you. All right, we're back. Thanks again to Reese Emmerich, uh, Coach Miguel Sands out at Westlake for the hospitality and getting that all set up. That was a great interview. Um, really enjoyed that. Um, I, always, I always enjoyed those interviews when you sit down and you just sort of start chatting with, uh, you know, the kids and the athletes. And it's always, um, always a fun experience, to say the least. Uh, that's going to be a, that's about it for us uh, this week in for on the sideline sports. Like uh, I was, it would be remiss of me not to mention it, we got the state cross country um, and all the mix of the volleyball and football stuff going on. We've got state cross country on Saturday, so there's some several kids, several athletes going out to uh, going up to Round Rock and run for state titles this week. So good luck to all of them. Um, Good luck to every team this week on the pl- on Friday tonight and tomorrow for football, the volleyball playoffs. You know, it's it, it's a fun time to be in Austin. If you if you're a fan of high school sports, it's a fun time to be in Austin. Um, There's some really talented kids here. So um, until next week or whenever I do another episode of this, hopefully it'll be next week. I will see you on the sidelines.